I'm Michelle from the Starling Tribune, a proud member of the Gundagic Network. Just like the show you're listening to now, the opinions expressed are those of each individual host. Check out all the other podcasts at GunnaGeekNetwork.com and get ready because geekiness begins in 3, 2, 1. Stand by for a brand new episode of All Things Good and Nerdy. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to episode 337 of the All Things Good and Nerdy podcast. This is recorded live on Sunday, November 25th, 2018. Yes, we're mostly all here. Willie, he's not on the road today. What's going on, Willie? Um, I'm at home. What have you been doing while you're home? Did you get some good turkey in you? Uh, you know what? That's something weird. I've never really been one for turkey. No turkey. It, it, I mean, I've, I've ate, I've, I eat turkey. It's all right. I mean, I don't go out for it. I eat on Thanksgiving and Christmas because it's there, but I'm not, don't have a taste for it. Like, eh, it's just turkey. I'm, I'm more of a ham man. I mean, because I'm so hammy. I see what you're saying there. Bachman, save me. Bachman's also here. Save me. Somebody save me. Nope. I don't, uh, I don't care how you celebrate Smallpox Blanket Day. Somebody save me. Is that close enough to being so far off, Chris, that I can do that? I was honestly not paying attention as I was trying to fix That's, something else. Is that supposed to be Remy Zero, the theme song to Smallville? Yes. Yeah, that was definitely far enough off that no one would ever guess that that was that song. I mean, I do oh. say... I, yeah. I, I guess I haven't done it with you, Bachman, but sometimes on uh, when I'm on the hook in Dead by Daylight, I'm like, somebody save me. You don't have to do right now. Yeah, that definitely does not sound anything like that song. No, it doesn't, and I'm kind of scared now. That was the best fucking theme song of any goddamn show. I still stand by that. Well, besides Firefly, I do love the theme song to Firefly. Smallville had a good soundtrack. Smallville soundtrack's pretty dated in its time period, though. That's oh, the thing. God. Do you guys remember when shows like that actually, when they actually had like like hangout spots for the teenagers and they go listen to bands like in Buffy as well? Yeah. It's like they part had the of the show. It's so good. I can't remember. Well, Smallville, they, they had Lifehouse play the prom. Oh, God. Lifehouse. Lifehouse. What song did they do? I know I've heard that name. Uh, they had a bunch of hits. Lifehouse. Lifehouse. What's their like, big one? I don't remember. I, know like, I think they played the prom season one. That's a name I haven't heard of in years. And at the time, yeah, that was like one of the biggest bands. My favorite was always on Charmed because they had P3, the club that the sisters owned. And Ralph Garman from Hollywood Babylon was the DJ who would introduce random bands. And like every like three or four times a season, they would just have whoever the hot band was on the show playing on the show. Well, that was that was the thing at that time period was we're going to have all these bands on our TV shows. We're going to make it so that we can cross link and then we can sell a CD at the end of the show because we'll show a little promo that says music by such and such you can buy here. Yep. That's just how they roll, man. I also wonder if, you know, flying in the band and then um like giving them, you know, free food and a place to stay and then putting them on TV for a while. It helped the popularity of the band. So maybe they didn't have to pay to use the songs. Because they had the bands there doing them live. Well, I imagine that was the deal they made with them is that if they came <laughs> and did the show, they didn't have to pay any kind of licensing thing. Because, yep. again, it was all about cross-promotion. Then they could air that promo and be like, hey, if you enjoyed the music you heard during this episode, check out music by so-and-so, and you can do blah de blah blah and buy it for yourself. 
Hey guys, sorry I had to go away for a second. You were gone? Uh, yeah, my, I accidentally pulled the mic thing a little bit, and anytime <laughs> you mess with this cord, it I, even if you plug it back in, it, I can't talk. I would have to restart the Hangouts. And thank you for noticing, you fucking son of a bitch. Well, st- uh, Suncast noticed, because as soon as you dropped, he said show just got instantly better, so... <laughs> At least someone noticed. Wow. <laughs> oh, uh, I'm sorry. Laying the dual hammer down. Shots I'm sorry. In the chat room. I'm, I'm reading what it, he just said and instantly worse. So, what are you talking about? It means That's the show got worse. Back. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> you could have just let me have it, could you? Just, just couldn't let me have it. Nope. You just want to tear me down. Why do you want to tear me down? What a, what a, what a, why am I so bad here? Why am I the bad one, Suncast? I'm not tearing you down. You did start telling us about your love life, though. So that was uh, awkward. It happens. And none of us this need to hear not, that. This is not love talk with one Willie D. Nelson. That sounds like a separate show that could be coming. Mm, there's a show title in there. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to work on this. Well, remember, on the official GunnaGeek.com show, back when JS was with us, he had a segment where he referred to himself as Dr. JS. We were going to have him do a love advice segment or its own show that was called Just the Tip with Dr. JS. You know why I love Just the Tip? Stop. Stop. <laughs> this was JS giving love tips to people. This was because, not anything else. Stop because, now. Stop be- now. Stop. Because stop. it never stop. is Just the Tip. God damn it. You couldn't just let the subtle pun and the subtle wordplay sit there for a little bit, could you? Willie, don't do subtle. Do I look like a subtle man? <sighs> Joey, don't share food. And Willie, don't do subtle. The only subtle thing about me is my lovemaking. <laughs> I, I'm not even going to ask what that means. I'm just going to ignore it. You're welcome, everybody. Hey, yeah. No, nobody is happy about that. By the way, no one. Oh, oh yeah. No, no. You should just stop right now. Shh. Insert insert Barry White song here Shh. since I can't fucking sing it. No, there's no, there's no, no more love advice with Willie Nelson or some Isaac Hayes, whichever. You want Chef? Uh, you know what? I'm gonna veto that and say no. Just regular Isaac Hayes, because Chef gets a little bit weird for my taste. You don't want Chef to sing chocolate salty balls for you. Willie wants chocolate salty balls. Oh, I was setting that up to tell a story. It was funny. <laughs> Just know I didn't do that one. So, so the reason I brought that song up, and this is my brief aside before we start going into the news or whatnot, is that. Uh, when I lived in Belgium and say, I think it was about 99 or 2000 in the morning, I'd turn on one of the local radio stations. It was like top 40 random stuff. I obviously could not understand any of the Flemish that was said between songs when they introduced the next song until one time I'm sitting there eating my breakfast at the kitchen table and I hear up next suck on my balls by chef. And I was like, the fuck? And they started playing (laughs) chocolate salty balls on the radio, but called it suck on my balls by chef. And it was fantastic. Uh, when did you leave there? Belgium, two thousand one. Yeah. Uh, ooh, so you might have. It might have been after you left, because I heard there was a story about this song became number one in that area, and I was like, "There's no fucking way." It's by a band called um, Gunther and the Sunshine Girls. You you know any, anything about that? He's I do half, not know. He's half Swedish, half German, from what I know. The Gunther of the you know said name and the song was it's i know of it my friends knew of it i don't know i guess other people might know it's um uh 
Oh, you touched my tra-la-la. Oh, my ding-ding-dong. The ding-dong I remember something about this one. I remember hearing it. I don't remember it being like at the top of the charts or anything. But remember, when I was listening to this radio station, the only thing I understood were the words and songs that did not come from local areas. Because I did not speak French or Flemish. I lived in Belgium and I learned Spanish. Because, yeah, I'm that kind of guy. Well, I mean, the German version of Neunde Neunde Luftreblunds is better than the American one. Well, I mean, we had Rammstein on the radio, too. So we'd get Duhast and nobody knows the actual English words, but everyone loves Duhast. Yeah, I still don't know what it means in English. I believe it's the hate or something like that. Oh, Duhast. Yes! Sorry, that's my German. That, that yeah, here's something. Impressive. Yeah, let's go back in time here a little with little Willie. So, it elementary tales of adolescent Willie. Well, elementary school Willie. Uh, for some reason, my elementary school taught us German. I thought that was a little weird. And you know, North Carolina, Greensboro, North Carolina, not Spanish in the early '90s, but German. No, it's not that weird. There's a lot of schools where it was German in, the, in that time period that was taught. I still find that a little weird instead of, you know, Spanish. But, you know, whatever. I don't remember any of it. Once. I don't even remember two. I remember six was six. I do remember that. Even as a kid, we were like, really? I think I can count to ten still in German. Eins, zwei, drei, vier, fünf, sechs, sieben, acht, neun, zehn. That's about all I remember. I used to live in Germany, and I was semi-functional in being able to speak the language, but this was years upon years ago like late 80s early 90s so i don't remember much of it anymore i remember we also had to sing some kind of song that sounded like it had bees in it but i don't remember what the fuck it was i never remember the translation for it we just i just repeated words fucking german such an ugly sounding language we're so harsh sounding when you speak it there's nothing wrong with it It's it's just very harsh sounding isn't it the worst for that is croatian i had a buddy in boot camp and uh tech core school right after boot camp whose uh, family was Croatian. And we went home with him one weekend for dinner with his folks and his mom. I, I'm not sure if she spoke like broken English a little bit, but most of the time she spoke Croatian to him. And like, we were sitting there eating, got done with the meal. And then all of a sudden, like she went off on this big old like tirade. It sounded like she was screaming at him and fucking cursing him out. And I'm like, dude, what was that? He's like, Oh, she asked me to take out the trash. <laughs> but like, it just sounded so harsh. Like, it sounded like his fucking life was over and she was going to murder him. And he's like, no, she just asked me to take out the trash. It's like, wow, that's that that language sounds harsh. When I worked at Food Lion, um, our Coke guy, Coca-Cola guy, let me reiterate. <laughs> your Coke um, guy or your Coke guy? I've never done cocaine. I don't think I ever will. I'm afraid to because I'm afraid I would like it a lot I, I i just don't want to i don't want anything going up my nose but anyway uh yeah uh he was croatian and he had actually two of his daughters or his two daughters i think he only had two uh actually started working food line as well and he was just like you know the coke vendor he would just come in you know put up stuff and i did try and i, I did i think i did ask one of them out and they said no i was a little sad about that but yeah they i did hear them say you know some stuff in croatian every now and then that's all I got for that. That's, that's all you got? I wasn't sure where you were going with this. I was a little worried. Nowhere. <laughs> do I ever talk about anything that's <laughs> worth talking about? Ever? You do. You do, Willie. It's in a little segment we like to call the News of the Week. Live from the ATGN studios on uh, the internet. 
It's the news of the week. Chris, I am proud of you. That was fucking beautiful. Well, thanks for running over the audio as it was. I don't care. That was fucking beautiful, Chris. I I have a little tear crossing now. That was a great fucking. Sometimes I get a good transition and then someone buggers it up right before I get to actually kick it off. It's it's wonderful. (laughs) But guys, welcome to the news of the week. It's that part of the show where we run down in our minds what is some of the most interesting geeky and or nerdy news to have popped up in the past week. It's the part of the show that's much more entertaining than hearing about Willie's love life like you did in the pre-show. I'm sorry. Fuck you. Willie, that's not necessarily an insult. We just don't like to think of each other as sexual beings. That's all. No. Chris, what you I'm do, sure you're very hung. What you do in your private time is your own business. That's how I look at it. That's all I was going to say. Do I have... I never have anything that's private. I'm always a very open person. That's the scary thing here. But yeah, news of the week. So, uh, Anthony, why don't you kick, kick us off this week? All right. This week, we got death threats. Yay! We're going to start with a fun one. Oh, yay. <laughs> Wait, I didn't get anything on Twitter at South Porky. No one sent me any hate mail. It wasn't for you. Uh, This is from uh, HeroicHollywood.com. Shazam director responds to fans' death threat for putting humor in the DC film. Um, For those that haven't seen, apparently uh, David F. Sandberg has gotten some negative responses online for the the first full trailer for uh, Shazam that actually showed us, you know, a good, funny DC movie that embraces the character and actually seems like it represents the character that's in the movie for some odd reason that seems to be pissing people off because well it's the internet and that's all people do is get pissed off so yeah the the ridiculous tweet is uh if you make dceu funny like marvel you die at least make it lighter with few humors and inspirational plus anti-bullshit story like wolf of wall street sorry to bother you vinyl Bohemian Rhapsody, TDK, Inception, Scarface, and Batman Arkham Origin gameplay walkthrough scenes. That's DCEU. So apparently this person has a very, very slim definition of what he thinks the DCEU should be. That Was that verbatim? Yeah, that's verbatim. That's why it sounded like broken English from Carlos oh Payne. Because, yeah, he also didn't capitalize any of the names of any of those movies. Oh, yeah, it's, I mean, it's okay with that. This person with bad grammar. But... Yeah, fantastically, um, David F. Sandberg responded to his tweet uh, to at Carlos Payne, why so serious with a clown face? (laughs) And he put the trailer represents the humor in the film. Well, if that doesn't appeal to you, don't see the film. This is the director telling you, hey, if you don't like the trailer, fuck off. It's not for you. It's a very simple thing. This divided states of fucking anxiety that we're living in where everybody thinks they need to tell everybody in the world about everything they're offended by. And it all goes back to an old George Carlin fucking joke from the 70s. The radio used to have two knobs on it, one that would turn the volume up or turn it off, and the other one changed the channel. If you don't like something, change the channel. If you can't find something you like on the device you're on, turn it the fuck off. The world does not need to know that everything ever made isn't for you. I watched the first three episodes of She-Ra on Netflix the other day just to check it out. I'm not a huge fan of that art style. I don't think that that's, that cartoon was really made for me. But you know what? I haven't said anything about it online because it seems like a really cute cartoon and it was really fun and it's just not made for me. So I don't need to talk about it because... See, but the thing is, you would qualify it at, if you did talk about it, be like... I'd it doesn't really do it for yeah. me, but it wouldn't be, this is terrible. It's the worst thing ever. Like, it just isn't for me. It's probably for someone else. We've gotten pretty good yeah. on this show about that in recent years of making sure exactly. that if we don't like something, we say, okay, we sort of understand what others might, but it's not our thing. 
Huh. Yeah, Shira wasn't made for me, but still, those first three episodes were enjoyable, and her transformation sequence in the animation is uh, really cool. The way she turns into Shira is fantastic, and yeah, the the way they redid Hordak, like he looks really fucking creepy. But yeah, I know that show's not made for me. It's designed for teenage girls, but I'm also not spending hours every day online bashing it. I just hey, it's not. It wasn't made for me. Not everything is made for everybody. This idea that everybody has ownership over all these things. Like, fuck you. If you don't like it, fuck off. If you're offended, good. Fuck you. Like, we don't care. Go find something you like and enjoy and fucking talk about it. And I'm hoping to talk a lot about David F. Sandberg's movie because I think Sam looks fucking fantastic. Zachary Levi looks like he perfectly embodies what happens if a 14-year-old street kid in foster care gets the power of six gods. He goes out and fucking has fun with his friends and, like, you know, steals beer from a store. Because he's a goddamn kid. It's what should happen. It should be funny. It's Shazam. He's the big red cheese. He's the only character that's more more of a Boy Scout than Superman. And, yeah, and not fucking, you know, emo millennial Superman, but actual big blue Boy Scout Superman. The only person more of a Boy Scout than that is Shazam. And so this character looks fantastic. I hope Aquaman is great. I hope it's fun. I hope Shazam is going to be fucking fantastic. I don't want DC movies to suck. I want them to be able to have a little humor and do well and fucking actually nail the characters. And this one looks like it does. Yeah. I love the fact that his response was why so serious. It's a good response. It continues yeah. to highlight a problem <laughs> they have and other fandoms have is let's look at how crazy the DCEU fandom has gotten over the Snyder cut of the movie and how no. DC ruined Justice League by bringing in Joss Whedon. We want the Snyder cut. Now you've got people that are like, oh, this doesn't fit with what Zack Snyder was doing. I'm mad. It's just a calm down moment, people. DC didn't like what was going on there. Like that or not, that's how it is. They're kind of shifting their focus on things. And you can't just sit there and be like, oh, I don't like this, blah, 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 and issue death threats and stupid stuff like that. I agree, Suncast says in the chat room, Snyder is awful. I wasn't a fan of what Snyder did with the DC universe. You guys are but wrong on that. I also, I also wasn't as irrational and ridiculously crazy as some of the fans are about this. I understand fandom is they're fanatics. You've got people that are really engaged, but the problem is you've got people that are taking it way too far in a lot of things. We see it with things like yep. Star Wars as well. The the rabid, ridiculous fandom has gone from having fun with things, maybe having some inside jokes and kind of subtle mocking that's not really as painful to death threats and trying to dig up dirt on people to get people fired because they don't like them by digging through Twitter history and stuff like that. That's not what fandom's about anymore. And this is just furthermore of it falling apart. And as fandom gets that toxic, it drives people away. I've talked about on this show, star Wars, huge star Wars fan for a long time. I'm kind of pushed away from it now because I'm tired of all the stupidity surrounding star Wars. I do. I agree with everything that Kathleen Kennedy did. No, but do I agree with the fanboys out there who are preaching hate that are smearing things that are I just, I can't handle it. And we're seeing the same thing here on the DC side of the house where people are just destroying it because it's not what they like. And I like this cut of it and they're taking it way too far. And I, I, it turns me off. It burns me. And I'm just like, Ugh, I don't want to deal with it. Like, I'm really excited for Shazam. I'm excited for Aquaman. Both of them look interesting to me, but I don't want to engage with the fan base on it. it. Used to be, I would love these things. I'd go and debate on message boards or Twitter with people and be like, "Hey, let's talk about a movie. Let's let's compare things back and forth." And you could have a relatively civil discourse. You can't anymore. Now it's like, if I say I didn't like Justice League, 
One side of the fandom is automatically going to crucify me for not liking it. Another side is going to be like, yeah, you're great because you love the Zack Snyder stuff. And I have to be like, well, no, I don't like that either. I just had my issues with it. <laughs> th- th- there's no middle ground for people. You have to fall on one extreme or the other. Yeah. And I hate it right now. The director here had the perfect idea. Be like, watch something else if you don't want to see this. Yep, and, and, it, and it's really well-covered territory that we've talked about here. But yeah, like one thing, yeah, that Suncast, I'll say in the chat room, no, Snyder's not awful. His... Uh, Dawn of the Dead is one of the best fucking zombie movies ever. Zack Snyder can make great movies, but he doesn't understand Superman. He does no, not. He doesn't have a Superman. clue about Superman. Man, so, still but, is great. But me and Willie and uh, me, Chris and Willie can argue about that and not fucking hate each other because we know it's not the end of the world. No one needs to die because Willie's wrong about Superman <laughs> and Man of Steel. <laughs> Man of Steel is yeah. great. Also, the whole scattercut thing, I'm actually, if anything, I'm finding that offensive because people are acting like he got fired or quit just to quit. He fucking left production of the film because his daughter died. Like, he fucking just left a movie because, you know what? It's a goddamn movie and it doesn't matter. He left to go be with his family. Yeah. Like, every time I see I want the Snyder cut, it makes me think someone's like, I don't care about your family. I want you to go back to work. And it just, like... That's like the ultimate dick thing. Like, there's so fucking awful to this guy. But Whether not, you like him or hate him, like, leave him the fuck alone. <laughs> I'm not sure it's being helped as much when it seems like Zack Snyder spins them up sometimes. Well, that is true. Trolls with them and then gets them spun back up. That doesn't help calm the fires of things. Because I can understand where if I was Zack Snyder, I'd be a little upset. Hey, a tragedy happened. I stepped away from the movie. They completely changed my vision. They completely course corrected everything I was given the reins to. I would be frustrated with that too. I get where he's coming from there, but I'm not sure that spinning up the the fanatics there that are all about the Snyder cut and everything is wrong now is the way to go. I mean, isn't that just a given when you go from Zack Snyder to Joss Whedon? That's just yeah. a given that shit's going to change. Yeah. Yes. I mean, it, it's very hard to change the theme and the heart of a movie halfway through production. And you can tell, just like Sailor Poland says in the chat room, you can tell which scenes were shot by Whedon and which were shot by Snyder when you go and watch this movie. You can tell. Yeah. It's really easy to tell when Superman's suit's actually blue. <laughs> well, he also has a weird <laughs> CGI-looking lip when Joss Whedon did it, yeah. too, which also makes it a little easier. To see. <laughs> the, the creepy well, lip that wasn't so weird. anyone's fault other than... Oh, no, that, that was somebody's fault. That was... Wait, Universal? Mission I was going to say other than Mission or, Impossible people. Or Paramount. Which which studio is it that owns them? Paramount. That's them. That's right. It's Paramount. But yeah, just a side note. Fuck you, Warner Brothers. Mission Impossible <laughs> Fallout's fucking badass. Henry Cavill made the right choice in doing that movie also. <laughs> That's a really good movie. He did a fight scene where he reloads his arms. How fucking awesome is that? He, he also loses arms? A, he loses his pocket on his shirt when he does it too, so you can tell they did a weird cut with the film. In there. <laughs> but that's neither here nor there. The Mission Impossible Fallout movie was one of my surprises of last year. I thought Henry Cavill was awesome in it. Wait, 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 wait! He has robot arms in Fall in uh, Mission Impossible. <laughs> More or less, the way they the way they show it, it seems like. It. Well, you said they re- he reloads his arms. What, what what does that mean? He does like a scene where it's almost yeah, like he, he cocks like, his guns. <laughs> yeah. It's oh, but he's just like moving his arm. Oh, is that yeah. the trailer? I yeah, it's, it's in the trailer, trailer too. But yeah, 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 Chris is right. Like he loses the pocket on his shirt and like he grows extra shadow on his beard too during that sequence. So yeah, it's a really weird cut the way it was edited. I'm okay with this. I would want to, I kind of want to see this. And I haven't seen a Mission Impossible movie since one. I think, I it think comes I've out seen next all week. of them. Next yeah, week I need to drops. see that. I need to see the new one. I haven't seen it yet. Well, they had the I already order on Amazon. So I finally got my pre order in. Wait, is nice. next week the 4th, December 4th? 
Maybe? Let me look at a uh, calendar real quick. After that. No, next yeah. week is December 4th, a week from Tuesday. Oh, there so not next week, but the week. So not this coming Tuesday, but the week. Not no, okay, this week, so, but next week. Because there's another movie coming out that on the 4th that I'm, I've been waiting for. Happy Time Murders. You can rent mm-hmm. it right now digitally if you want. Yeah, but I want to own it. Okay. I almost rented it on Thanksgiving because Google was doing 99 cent movie rentals. And I was like, you it's know, I'd pay 99 cents. Definitely worth a watch. Ah, damn. I should have found that. That would have been worth it. Definitely to watch for 99 cents. I want to see that one too. I picked up Sorry for Bothering You or whatever. I, I might have screwed up the title there. I've heard. Yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah. I heard good things about it, but I'm just not sure about it. I haven't about watched it yet because once you get a rental, you have 30 days to watch it. So. I just put the rental in and we'll watch it sometime in the next couple of weeks. Nice. That's entertaining stuff. Though. Yeah, so uh, screw all you fanboys who try and ruin it for everyone. And if you don't like it, send your hate mail to South Porky on Twitter. Yes, And then true. change the channel. Yeah, yeah change the channel. You're, no you're one cares that you don't like channel. it. Or Find to one of the other like shows it. on the Gunna Geek Network. That's right. There's like 70 of them. Find one you like and enjoy that and don't talk about the ones you don't like. All views and opinions are of each of their own person speaking thing. all views and opinions are mine all, um i'm just gonna claim all of them even if mine. you don't like it too bad yes i don't watch willie's opinions or views <laughs> then i have to like man of steel opinions sand suncast's opinions they're all mine they're controversial they're contradictory i don't care they're all mine i claim them more all. emphasis on dick <laughs> <laughs> a lot more emphasis on dick yeah well contradictory Willie's Willie's a huge Richard Nixon fan. Willie, what else are you a fan of? What's your news this week for us? Oh, a little trailer dropped, and I'm I, I'm very interested in it. I'm kind of curious how they're gonna do this because they don't really show anything of what I was curious about in this teaser. Is it, is this really considered a teaser or a trailer? I'm talking about the it's Lion a teaser. King. It's teaser. Of course, it was a good teaser because they showed like what people wanted to see. The teaser showed off. The birth of Simba. I mean, the teaser showed the exact same teaser as the animated trailer from 30 years ago. Listen, I was three years old 30 years ago, so this movie did not come out 30 years ago. Whatever. uh, Close enough. So I don't remember it anyway, but I'm a little bit more curious about how I want to like they're going to be talking. Are there like are the like CGI realistic lions going to be in the animals is going to be moving their mouths and everything that's going to be interesting like I, they did in the jungle book did you not still, see jungle book yeah it was the same thing I still want to see it I'm curious and they just didn't do it so I, I want to see how they're going to do it that's I'm really curious and I did like the jungle book yeah I would assume built. it's going to be based off of how they did the jungle book because didn't John Favreau direct that yep. one also and Favreau yep. is still in Lion King yeah. yeah, all the voiceover, we didn't get any voiceover when the characters were speaking. It was all like narration style voiceover in the So it also is this movie all CGI or is this like realistic like they really filmed in locations and they just put the animals in CGI like they did in Jungle Book? I thought it was all CGI, but I don't know to be honest. I would have to go and look. Locations. Well yeah, Jungle Jungle Book had one human actor and then the rest was CGI, and so I'm assuming this one Fevro's just saying, Yeah, I don't need actors. I'm just going to do all of it in a computer and voiceover. Um, but the locations were real, though, right? I don't know. I mean, at least some of it was real, and I'm guessing some green screen, like in the background. But I mean, they had like real trees and stuff. Your guess is as good as mine. I have not actually dug into it too much. I watched the teaser and went, "Huh, that's pretty good." And I was like, "Man, James Earl Jones sounds a lot better than he did last time I heard him on Star Wars Rebels." So I wonder if they 
used his original voiceover work or if he re-recorded for this one. I'm not sure. But I mean, you know what the best part was? That feeling you got when all of a sudden you heard, and see, I was old enough. I didn't really care about the Lion King. Oh, see, that was that was my jam when that came out. That was what ninety three was Lion King, something like that. Uh, I don't know. It's more of a Latin kid. There's a live action version of that it's one 94, coming too. Oh yeah, there's a trailer out for that, or is it just the just uh, a teaser? Like this? Do they even show anything of it? They show uh, Prince Ali. Uh, I mean, June twenty fourth, ninety four. Yeah, was yeah. Lion King. So I was a sophomore in high school. Yeah, I was too old to give a shit about the Lion yeah, King. I was nine <laughs> years old. So that makes more sense. That was my jam, and then right after that was Toy Story, which was also my jam. And if oh, you don't, well, if speaking you don't of like which, Toy Story, you have no soul. I'm just gonna say that. Uh, speaking of Toy Story, did you see um, that uh, who someone's gonna be in the fourth Toy Story movie is coming out? I imagine many people are going to yeah, do that cat, Toy Story. Yeah, that cat from the Key and Peele movie. Uh, Keanu Reeves apparently has a role in it. Interesting. That's what I said. The cat from the Key and Peele movie. Fuck you. <laughs> let's, go back to, uh, let's go back to Lion King 2019, though, the new one. The voice talent. Like, I went and pulled up who all's doing what. I was like, man, they've got some interesting choices in there. Not necessarily bad ones, but like Donald Glover is Simba. I'm all about that. That sounds delightful. But you know the one I like the most? The one that they didn't fuck with, James, yeah, James Earl Jones. Yeah. Well, there's other good stuff in here. Like, uh, where is it? Uh, Seth Rogen as Pumbaa. That kind of makes sense. Yep. Uh, I'm going to screw up his name. Chiwetel Ejiofor as Scar. That's, That's pretty a good close. Choice. I like him. I don't know, but he's got a good voice. But Jeremy Irons was so good as he Scar. Was. He was. He does the villain voice so well. I don't. I'm not sure if Ejiofor has done the villain voice other than Mordo. Because he was. Because he was the he was Mordo and Doctor Strange, right? I think that was yes, Chiotel. that was him. Yeah, so it, it'll be cool to see him do more of a villain role. Because I don't think we've. Oh no, he was the bad guy. Uh, what was it? Firefly or Serenity? Even Firefly. No, Serenity. He was the operative. Yep. In the he did in the movie. Okay, yeah. Because I remember movie. one of he did one of he did one either the movie or the series. I couldn't remember which. Was it's, he really the bad guy? He, uh, he was the, he was the corporate assassin. I would go. call that a bad guy. And he changed his mind at the end. Sorry for spoilers, <laughs> but fuck you. That movie's been out. You should have watched it, but no, you didn't because it got canceled yeah. again. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, also in there, Keegan Michael Key has a role as Bonsai, who I don't remember, but anything that's got Key in Bonsai. it, I'm on board with. Bonsai. Yeah, because like they're adding characters, and that's that's when Bonsai. I start getting. John iffy. Oliver has a role in there as yeah, Zazu. I'm a, anything with John Oliver is going to entertain the hell. Yeah, as soon as I saw, as soon as I saw that name, I was like, he's got to be Zazu. There's no, there's, there's just got to be. So that, uh, um, who was Zazu? The bird. The bird. Okay. Like yeah. the like the royal assistant thing person, secretary guy. <laughs> Beyonce Knowles is Nala. <laughs> Excuse me. Sailor Nolan said Toy Story three is basically two, and it got best original screenplay nomination. Are you kidding me? You know why? Because that one year, Josh Whedon wrote Toy Story three. Cabin in the Woods and Avengers. That's why he got best screenplay nomination. It wasn't really for the one movie. It's for the fact that he put out the three best movies that year and he wrote all of them. <laughs> that was a really good year. Cabin in the Woods is fantastic. So Willie, are you on board with the Lion King? Then you need to go see this. Are you going to sing not along? Sure about, I'm not sure about in theaters. Wait, there's going to be a musical. Uh, well, I mean, I guess the Jungle Book was. They had uh, bare necessities yeah, in it. There's so. always songs. They're not musicals, but there's always songs. I uh, don't know about that. I mean, wouldn't you consider that a musical? The characters start busting out in song and dance. No, but they don't sing the entire movie 
all the way through for no fucking reason. Well, they don't do that in Rent either, but that's still a musical. Uh, as far as I know, all those other ones, all they do is sing. That's annoying. I hated Rent. I couldn't fucking follow it. the story during the songs. <laughs> like, I don't understand what's going on. I just can't understand, so I can't follow the goddamn plot. Eh, that would be a good reason to not watch it. Wait, you guys are squatters? So the bad guys are the good guys? I didn't understand it. I'm probably wrong on that, but whatever. <laughs> so, Wait. go ahead. Chris, how old were you you said when uh, Lion King came out? I think I'd have been 10, 9 or 10, because that was nine in or 10. June or July. My birthday's in November, so I was born in 84. I would have been 9-ish. Okay, so yeah, so that would be... S- 87, 88 for me. As I'm looking at the list of Din, uh, Dens, Disney movies that released at that time for me, Who Framed Roger Rabbit? That's fuck yeah. yeah, I love that. Yeah. See, that's that's what I was getting into at that age. <laughs> when I was nine or ten, it was Who Framed Roger Rabbit, and yeah, Little Mermaid went nuts the year later, which that one wasn't really directed at me, but I still I watched that one. Saw it. Never thought I ever saw Little Mermaid. The cartoon is good. It's got, yeah, the Under the Sea song. That was a catchy motherfucker back in the day. Oh, trust me. I I have played Kingdom Hearts, so I know Under the Sea. Oh, there you go. (laughs) And then, yeah, the the year before, Flight of the Navigator. That was one that I fucking loved as a kid. Kid finds a random spaceship with Pee Wee Herman's voice. That was some good shit. Was it Paul Rubens? Yeah. Paul Rubens was the voice of the, the actual Navigator. Yay, Paul Rubens. And I also enjoyed the fact that the uh, Reddit snipers in the Marvel threads were all trying to say there was an Avengers teaser coming this Friday, and now they're all pretending like they didn't. They're like, oh, no, no, <laughs> we never said anything on that. Like, it's coming. We're going to get that Marvel teaser. And they got Lion King on Thursday instead. And they're like, oh, that, that's what we meant, of course. That's what the Marvel, that's what the Disney trailer is. I was like, yeah, you guys are full of shit. I don't yeah, think we're I'm- getting the Avengers trailer until like the Super Bowl at this point. <laughs> well, that's kind of. I don't know. I think it'd be ballsy if they waited and only put the Avengers trailer on Captain Marvel. Or if they just don't have a trailer for it. They just have a title card. No, the trailer for Avengers is post-Captain Marvel. You have to go see their movie, and instead of having a post-credit scene, they put a whole fucking trailer after the end credits of a movie. It wouldn't be the first time they did that. That would be hilarious. (laughs) I don't know. I just enjoyed the fact that they were so blatantly wrong. And I was like, don't get me wrong. I would love to see an Avengers trailer on Friday, but Disney has dropped no signs that it's coming. And you can't just be like, it's coming. Our insiders say it's coming. Who the fuck are your insiders? <laughs> yeah. People that don't work at Disney and that make shit up. What do I know though, right? I don't know anything. That's what I'm going with at least. Oh, uh, Drast, I'm sorry. I was catch up with the chat room. He said, uh, Lots of comic creators talk about who should be our unabashed ambassador and booster for comic books and comic book characters. It's Kevin Smith. I'm sorry. If anybody's the heir apparent to Stan Lee to, to push forward a love of comic books and characters, right now it's Kevin Smith. Yeah, that man's hate heart is full of love. Yeah, he doesn't hate anything. He cries every time the Flash saves his mom, no matter how bad it ruins the world. <laughs> yeah, the only sad thing is that Kevin Smith stopped reading comics. So he's fucking started reading some goddamn comic books again. But then again, he's been writing them, so I guess it's all right to not read them if you're writing them. I guess Ryan Otley hasn't read a comic book in like 10 years, but he's been busy. <laughs> I haven't read a comic in a while. I've got a stack of them I need to read, but I'm just slammed with other stuff, so I haven't done it. I've been getting Oops. through some. Trying to catch up on my Goodreads 50 books this year. I think I'm, <laughs> I think I'm now just one behind. <laughs> Kevin Smith also gave us a bat me to peed himself. I'm not quite sure he's right for the role. If anything, that makes him better for the role. The fact that people are mad about that, that he fucking let a little fucking 
Juice Loose the first time he blew up an explosion in the same room he was in. After Kevin Smith talked to demolitions and fire experts about the type of shit that happens when you go running into a burning building and made it realistic. Yeah, I like the fact that he made Batman piss himself. He's not a bad god. He's just a fucking guy in a suit. Quit acting like he's fucking indestructible. Batman is my god. You you need to stop the shenanigans right now. Captain America would kick his ass. Eh, maybe. That's always the fight online. They just did it again. They just did it again on who would win: Caps versus Batman. Caps is a soldier. Caps murdered people for a living. He's trained to kill. Batman always does his best to not kill. If it's a fight to the death, Cap wins. Now the people writing him is a bad gob, though. Some of those are good stories, so I'm not going to talk shit about those. (laughs) Scott Snyder can write Batman any day he wants. Some of that Grant Morrison shit, I I still don't understand, and I've read it three times. But it's I know it's good, and I enjoyed it. I don't really know what happened. I, I don't understand most of what Grant Morrison does, though, <laughs> to be fair. I'm like, I think I enjoyed this, but I don't but, know what the hell just happened. Was the Final Crisis the one where the, the assassin shot a bullet backwards through time? Yeah, and then you got the Batman through time where you had, like, Pirate Batman, yeah. Caveman Batman. I'm like, dude, this is to sell toys, isn't it? But no toys <laughs> ever came out, so I was, yeah. I was very confused. Yeah, it was a total setup to do a line of Batman toys where he was in every different version, and they never did the toys. Like, what the fuck? What a missed opportunity. Yeah, it was strange. I don't know. All right, let's move on to my news story where I'm going to bitch and complain about things on the internet because that's what I'm allowed to do here. No, Chris, we're all about joy and love and fun here. I, all right. I was too until I felt like I was insulted. insulted. Oh, oh, are you offended? I Good, am I am mega super <laughs> offended and I am sad. So guys, Fallout 76. I talked about it in the beta, how I was really enjoying it. I've enjoyed the fact it's in the state of West Virginia. Well, if you haven't been paying attention, sales on Fallout 76 are kind of shitty, it seems like. There was an article I'd seen over on Eurogamer that said something like they have sold 90% less copies of Fallout 76 in the UK than they did Fallout 4 when it came out a few years back. So not a good sign. There are, however, a lot of us that bought the game early, that pre-ordered because we wanted to be able to to play the beta to help them make the game better. So, you know, back on November 14th, I spent 60 bucks to buy this game. You know, if I had just waited until November 23rd or 24th, however, I could have gone online and bought it from anywhere between $35 to $40 brand new. Oh, you know, wow. I'm, I'm kind of hacked off about this. <laughs> it, I know game prices drop. It happens. But it shouldn't drop in two weeks where someone who's like, I want to play the game when it comes out. I'm excited about it. Who pre-orders, which maybe is my first mistake. I should stop pre-ordering stuff at this point. In less than two weeks, in 10 days, they drop the price of the game by 20%. And I know there are some folks, like if they bought it digitally on Xbox or PlayStation, they're able to request a partial refund. And Microsoft has been issuing partial refunds to folks because it was on there for on the Microsoft store for $39.99. So people have been getting their $20 rebates. But those of us who bought it physically from a merchant like Amazon or Best Buy, GameStop, Walmart, any of those things, you don't really have a recourse. You could probably take it back in, but you've opened the game. So most places won't accept a return on an open game. So you're just kind of sitting there going, what the hell, Bethesda? I was excited. I got on board early. I helped you in the beta. And now you drop the price 20 bucks for everyone else because the game's not selling well. We're the core fan base. We're the guys who are like, I'm super excited about this. And it, it just hits me the wrong way. I feel almost exploited. And I imagine it's probably happening because, like I said, the game's not selling as well as they wanted it to. So how do you get people to come on and play it? You drop the price. And I think it worked because I saw a lot of people on Reddit and on Twitter who were like, well, for 35 40 bucks, I'm willing to give this game a try now. 
So they've mm. done what they needed to do there, I guess, to boost the server numbers. But you've really also just, and I know I'm whining on the internet here, guys. I know I am. <laughs> I'm whining right now, but I feel a little betrayed. It, it's similar to No Man's Sky. I see Sailor Pole and said, I learned my lesson. My teacher was No Man's Sky. To be fair, though, they added things to the game later down the road that was still the same price. Whereas in my case, it was buy this game and then in 10 days we'll drop the price because F you, you already paid your 60 bucks. Yeah, see, I got the later updated $20 edition of No Man's Sky, so I think it's fantastic. But if I'd have bought it day one or pre-ordered it, I probably may not feel the same. So is is it really bad and that's why they had to drop the price or did they have to drop the price just to boost sales? I don't think it's bad. I think the fact that it's a Fallout MMO, for lack of a better term, turned a lot of people off, especially for the $60 price. I think the game suffers from some issues. You can't really solo it very well, so you need to partner up with people on some things. But I don't think it's bad. I think it's different than what people wanted out of a Fallout game. And I'm not a huge Fallout fan, so maybe I'm the wrong person to look at when it comes to that. But it's it's frustrating. I I guess how I can rationalize is I paid 20 bucks to play the beta at this point, which doesn't really help me much. Because here's where it gets really annoying, is I've had a bunch of other mm. games come up. I've only put in like three or four hours in Fallout 76 since it came out on the 14th. So I obviously could have waited. And been okay. So wait, how many hours? I've only put three or four hours in it so far yeah, because I've yeah. been busy with other stuff. Like on the other hand, my fiance, she's already up to like level twenty something and has put tons of hours in on it. But again, she also felt the same way. And I was like, "Did you see Fallout's down to like thirty five bucks?" And she's like, "What the hell?" Yeah, for for I mean, a price drop is one thing, but a price drop that quick—that's that's the crazy part, right? And I know Willie in the pre-show, he'll probably come back here in a little bit. But we were talked about just in touch. He goes, "Well, it's a Black Friday sale. Those things happen." I'm like. But not normally on, like, brand new games. Like, I'm okay with the fact yeah. that, like, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, which came out a couple months ago, you could buy for $27 now. There's been enough time that's passed. But 10 days? 10 days before a price drop? All you've made me do now, Bethesda, is big. I don't think I want to pre-order any of your games. I'm going to wait a couple months now and wait for the first price drop because you were so quick to pull the trigger. I feel like I got burned. Hey, Willie's back mm -hmm. to hear me whine about video game prices. I mean, <laughs> you always usually do. That's fair. And I did mention, Willie, while you were away, that we talked a little bit in the pre-show that you were like, yeah. well, it is it is Black Friday. Prices drop. Yeah. I mean, that is just the thing. I mean, that just is what it is. Yeah, but there shouldn't be a Black Friday sale on a brand new game. I mean, are you... I mean, I wouldn't complain if I'm... I mean, especially if people... <laughs> listen, look, what are the reviews on this game? Go ahead. Uh, that should be a factor in this, Chris. Going Because people are very split down the middle on this, aren't they? Seems like it. I mean, some people love it. Some people hate it. There's a lot of people that feel burned by the fact that it's a Fallout MMO, not just the next story in Fallout. And I saw this little meme of it, too, where pretty much um, the scores for they show the score, the Metacritic scores for each of the individual consoles or PC. And they're saying No Man's Sky on launch got better scores. Yikes launch yeah, no man's sky if i remember correctly because i only played one of the fallout games and i actually i gave up after an hour because for some odd reason the sound didn't load in my xbox Ooh. i bought it from a friend and yeah so playing the game with no sound was really fucking creepy but yeah so like i tried it and i think i think it was fallout new vegas was the one i tried but yeah, yeah it was weird because ones. yeah running around like shooting stuff and like there was no sound at all like zero audio so I just, after an hour, I turned it off because it was just bugging me. 
Yeah, well, I mean, because it is a bug. They, they, yeah, no, that was they're, just a they're known for uh, buggy games. But yeah, if if the game has almost always been a single player and then it switches to an MMO, I can see where that could be problematic for a large chunk of the fan base. Because if it's the type of game where you want to go in and solo, like I've been playing Horizon Zero Dawn and I've been loving it because I don't have to worry about playing with anybody else. And so if you know you have a game like that that comes out four or five times in a row, and then the new one's like, oh, you need teammates and partners and you have to group up with six people to beat this one boss in a game where you're used to fighting everything by yourself. It's it's yeah, it's a big change. I don't know. I feel a little burned by it. I can understand people are like, oh, you should expect that on Black Friday sales, but not on a game that's been out 10 days. That, that's that's where I have no. the bigger thing is you drop the price by 20, 25% in 10 days. Well, you know what? I didn't buy it either time. Brand new or on Black Friday, so I don't really care. It does not look like a game that is made for me. So, Yeah. Make it cheaper if you want to. <laughs> Gee, thanks, Willie. Uh, you're making me feel better about my being pissed off. I mean, no, I'm just saying I don't have enough to care about it. That's all you do, so I don't. No, that's fair. I mean, one other thing I want to bring up on—I don't want to be—I do- don't want to sound like I'm dogpiling, but this was just weird to me—is when the game came out. I think I touched on this show. Like, I put the disc in. There was like 400 megs of stuff on the disc. It downloaded like 55 gigs of stuff from the server for the for the install. So like the disc was basically just a glorified key to basically allow you to download things. Now Here's that my, is bullshit. I will get angry about that. So you're going to love this next piece. When I bring it up, then is when they issued their first patch for fallout 76 on the PC, it was 15 gigs. That's big, but okay, whatever on the PlayStation and the Xbox, it was 55 gigs. And do you know why? Because it basically replaced everything you installed. Originally, Jesus. the first 55 gigs you downloaded were deleted and replaced. And it's not a problem for me. I'm lucky. I have fast internet. This is not me trying to humble brag. I'm just saying I'm lucky. I have fast internet. Comcast doesn't do any of the metered stuff for me yet. So it's not a problem. But if I was someone, say, Willie, who has internet that's not ideal in speed, is that a fair way to put it? That's more than fair. Okay. So if you had to download a 55 gig patch, you're talking probably a day, day and a half before it downloads. Because of the nature of the Sony servers and your local internet. Hopefully, just overnight, hopefully. Yeah. But or in- as someone like me who logged in and got their warning from Cable One this morning that I'm at 75% of my cap for Gata for the month because of all the digital games I downloaded. If I've already downloaded a 55 gig game, a 55 gig patch is fucking bullshit and might put people over their limits. Right. And that, that was my big concern and why I brought it up is there's probably a lot of people who are on metered connections who went, Whoa, 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 what the hell? And especially if you were someone who also jumped on board for the beta, because the beta had two different updates where they reissued the game. So you're talking 100 gigs for the beta. You're talking 100 gigs you downloaded for the game in the first week. And in my house, multiply that by two, because we had two Xboxes that were doing it. I'm talking 800 gigs almost of data in a month to play Fallout. Thank God I'm not on a metered connection. Now, just to be... Thank uh, God you liked it. (laughs) Just to be specified here, was this a day one patch? No, this was like the patch that came out three or four days after it released. Oh, so I was going to say, like, what I do is do digital anyway, and they usually have, you know, know, a pre-download. You can play it at midnight. Yes. That would would still fuck that up, too. That would have worked until four days later when the patch came out that replaced it. So you have to download it twice, pretty much. You basically downloaded the game twice, is what happened there. So basically, Bethesda doesn't know what the word patch means. Well, and (laughs) and what really confused me... They're re-downloading a full version of the fucking game. So what really confused me on that one is the fact that the PC patch was 15 gigs, which is... 
hefty still, but 15 gig update versus 55. I, I don't yeah. know. I don't work in this industry. Is the manner in which they do patching that different on a PlayStation or an Xbox compared to a PC that you had to issue a 55 gig update? I can't speak for Xbox or PC, but I do know, I think they do it for Xbox or for Microsoft as well, but I do know they have to pay a fee to have a patch on their games. So well, that maybe. doesn't explain why they would do a full patch of the entire game instead of just patching the problem. I mean, I hope it fixes the problem. I was, we had Overwatch and PC and Overwatch and PS4, and when they do a patch on Overwatch, it's not the whole fucking game. They just upload the patch, whatever the actual changes in the game are, whether it's 5 or 10 gig or 8 gig or whatever. It's not another 68 gig download of Overwatch. It's not the whole fucking thing. Dead by Daylight doesn't do it. Spider-Man doesn't do it. As far as I know, no game on my PS4 does it. They don't replace the whole download. You don't start over. You just update and change the coding of what you already had. Uh, I'm sure Bethesda's like, you know what? Fuck it. People are still going to buy it anyway. Well, um, <laughs> let's bear in mind, part of what happens with a lot of these Bethesda games is they're notorious for like the first six months of being out, of being absolute hot garbage when it comes to bugs and things like that. Look at Fallout 4 uh, when it came out, Fallout 3 when it came out. Um, or still being buggy to this day, Fallout 3 on ps3 yeah so it's not unheard of that these problems are there it's pain in the ass it sucks but they really need to get better about it especially that company that company just seems like they just don't give a fuck yeah about bugs they they have a unique way of handling it which is to not at times (laughs) (laughs) i don't know i'm not i'm not trying to take my shot i know i'm taking a shot here but it just really strikes me as weird. There's been a lot of stuff that's seemingly been bungled with Fallout 76. Well, and I can see why it's kind of personal because literally you said it's, it's like the first game built in your hometown where you were really excited to play it. Okay, I, I can see why that would kind of, you know, get, get you a little more riled. You know what the worst offender of these are, though? I'm going to go back to the Switch and say probably L.A. because you can buy the game physically. But then you also would have to have uh, like a micro SD card in your Switch because there was not enough space on the cart and on your bought Switch. There's not enough space for it for the game. You also have to download more stuff. What the fuck? So you can't even play the game? If you have just a Switch and the game, you can't play it. Yep. That's that, bullshit. That's that is a Nintendo, technical failure. Yeah, but that's a Nintendo F up. It never should have been 32 gigs of storage in a Switch. That's horse shit to this day. That's true too. And then, yeah, don't buy their fucking branded SD cards. You don't need to. Yeah. Don't, don't even bother with it. Yeah, that's a separate problem with a Nintendo Switch that they thought 32 gigs was acceptable. I just downloaded a game off the digital store that was 12 gigs. I'm like, well, I'm almost out of storage now. Shit. Well, you know, 32 <laughs> gigs was actually, you know, good 12 years ago. Yeah, right. Yeah, with the original PS3, you came in 20 gig and a 60 gig. I'm going to say, yeah, that amount of gigs is fine on your GameCube, not on a fucking Switch. The GameCube didn't have any fucking storage. (laughs) (laughs) No, it didn't. But I'm still excited about Smash Brothers, not going to lie. Yeah, me too. But that that's me. Thank you, everyone, on the All Things Good Nerdy Show and those of you guys who are on Twitch for listening to me bitch about Fallout 76. Here's the kicker of it. As much as I'm disgruntled by it, still probably going to play it more in the future. (laughs) I haven't played it a ton lately just because I've got so much other stuff I need to play, but 
I want to play it still. I just I'm really frustrated by it. This is a man that sticks to his guns. I well, see. No, no. I never said in there that I was going to drop the game or anything like that. I expressed my concern and displeasure over what happened with it. They've already got me on the hook. They don't give a shit what I think. They want to get people who are on the fence that weren't sure what they want to do with that game. And that's why that price drop happened. This is true. They they know they got a West Virginia boy. He ain't going nowhere. He's playing West Virginia Fallout. Yeah, I'm playing it. <laughs> Where's my Greensboro game? God damn it. I'll give it time. Maybe you'll get one. I don't know. Give me a... a, a um, you know, a map uh, accurate Greensboro game. I'll be happy. You Throw a little bit of Jamestown in there. Throw a little bit of High Point. You're good to go. We know how to make Willie happy now is to give him a game with his stuff in it. Yeah, I want. Like, yeah, that's my house. That's my the closest house. I've gotten was playing uh, Infamous Second Son in Seattle. That's the closest to a city I actually lived in. So give Willie his game in Greensboro to make him happy. You guys know how to make me happy? Let's talk about the Gun and Geek Network. That's how you make me happy. We talk about the network that we're a part of. It's got a bunch of different shows. We talk about this every show. The All Things Good and Nerdy podcast is, in fact, part of the Gunna Geek Network. There's 25-plus different shows in the network that cover a variety of topics, be it just geek culture in general, specific television shows like Arrow, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., the MCU as a whole, video games. We've got all sorts of stuff there. And as much as I would love to say, hey, we're going to tell you about every show on the network, I I can't. But what can I do? I can say, hey, go to gunageek.com, click on the network button. I'm sure you'll find some shows that you'll really enjoy there. And before you do that, though, let Willie tell you about one specific show on the network that we're going to give you a taste of. That's right, Chris. This week, I'm going to be talking about Game Life Balance Australia, episode 72, Dr. Tetris. This week, the boys thought they'd do something out of character and review a game that was actually released within living memory. Tetris effect for the PS4. So join AC and Rob as they talk about this latest iteration of the famous Tetris franchise. And try to pinpoint what it is that makes this game so darn fun. Really? You can't just go with damn? I'm going to change it for him. So damn fun. Also in this riveting episode, AC is dead and has been replaced by a mouse with a soundboard. I, I, I like that. Peppers, the Wonder Horse, is somehow still alive. And Rob is still alive, but dead on the inside. You know, the, the perma reads over, but um, I also know, I think uh, Tetris Effect also has a VR mode. And I hear it's pretty damn awesome. So I would say definitely hear them talk about it. Back to you, Chris. Why, thank you, Willie, for telling everyone about Game Life Balance Australia. I thought you would appreciate the pregnant pause. Well, I'm just going to cut it out in post-production. Yeah, I know. You ruined my timing. (laughs) That's not timing. That's just a weird pause in the middle of things. That's not like a pause for comedic effect. pregnant with twins. Give it respect. Pregnant with twins. Give it respect. That's just the Willie delay. He gets rid of all of those. I don't even know where we're going with that, but I'm going to allow it. Mm. So uh, thank you, guys. Go check out the rest of the Gunna Geek Network, gunnageek.com. Click on the network button at the top. And if you have a geeky podcast and you're looking for a network home, we're always looking for new shows to join us. You can find all the application instructions on the Gunna Geek website. All that being said, though, it is time for us to start wrapping up the show. You should know that when we wrap things up, we have a little bit called What I'm Into. It's our chance to share with you guys just what kind of geeky and nerdy things we've been getting into so that maybe just maybe you'll want to check them out yourself so uh anthony kick us off what have you been getting into i've been getting into dead by daylight and overwatch and horizon zero dawn i basically haven't been doing anything but playing video games 
It's been fun. Yeah, I've got um, I'm like level 16 in Horizon Zero Dawn. Turok Transformer Hunter is my new favorite game. Alloy kicks ass. I fucking yes, love that game. It's so much fun. And then uh, yeah, uh, uh, one of my favorite artists, uh, Tressa Bowling, uh, at Tress, uh, I think it's at Tressa Bowling on Twitter. Uh, she put up on her Instagram yesterday. She is doing um a color commission of Alloy from Horizon Zero Dawn, which is a really cool looking, uh, really cool looking uh, commission she's working on. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. I'm just waiting for my car to die. It decided to stop shifting on the way from home from work on Friday, so I'm hoping tomorrow I'll be able to drive to work. I'm not really sure. I think uh, after we're done here, I'm going to start going online and reviewing the inventory of uh, local dealerships because I have a feeling I might need to borrow a car this week. Just but, put it in reverse and go the whole way that way. Uh, if only I could do that and not get arrested. <laughs> look, yeah, I had to, like, look, dude, my transmission's effed. This is the only way it works. Yeah, I had to basically shift from drive into overdrive and then back to get it to go from second to third. So I'm pretty sure my transmission's not going to last the week. So I'm, I'm scared. I can't afford a new fucking car, but I don't really have a choice either because if I can't go to work, then I get no money. So, yeah, I think I'm just about Uber. to have a car payment. Uh, there's start, no Uber in Boise. You could just start hooking. Willie will teach you how. I won't make enough to get to work. Not well, but I can teach you how to. Yeah, <laughs> yeah um, and then uh, I read, um, finally read uh, the Immortal Iron Fist, the first Ed Brubaker one that they based a lot of uh, Iron Man or Iron Fist season two on, which is really good. And then I finally had time to read uh, the Trill League, uh, one of my Kickstarters that came in, which is fantastic. Um, yeah, that's about it. Reading comics, playing video games. Having a good turkey day. All that fun stuff. Yeah. Had booze, food, and football. Can't beat that. No, you really can't. So I'll go next. Uh, I've had two turkey days because we did one with my family. We did one with my fiance's family yesterday. So I've had a lot of turkey and I totally went off the wagon. I've been eating pretty healthy and been losing weight and stuff like that. And then Thanksgiving happened and I fucking just ate everything. I was like, oh, turkey. Oh, green bean casserole. Oh, pie. And I was like, oh, shit afterwards. So uh, I got to go back. Mashed potato. Did somebody say pie? They did. (laughs) Uh, So I have decided I'm going to have to go to the grocery store after the show today. And I need to go and buy all my healthy fruits and veggies and force myself back into eating healthy at work again and things like that to make up for the fact that from Thursday through pretty much today, I have eaten like a pig, a pig. I'm kind That's of okay. what the holidays are. Yeah, don't don't be bad at yourself. You've earned it. You That's ate healthy most. Yeah, you ate healthy most of the year, right? Yeah, well, ish. There you go. Good enough. <laughs> Once I decided I needed to start being better, let's put it that way. I ate pretty healthy. You know, Fluffy's lost a lot of weight, but I still believe one of his old jokes where he said, "He said, you know, I might be big, but if it comes between dying sad in the morning or dying happy because I ate that chocolate cake last night, I'm gonna eat that motherfucking chocolate cake." Well. I certainly enjoyed some cake, and it was delicious. Other stuff I've been getting into. I uh, played some Fallout seventy six. My fiance and got po- yeah, my my fiance got Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu, and has been playing that. And I've been kind of watching uh, along. It's interesting. the The problem is, right as that happened, there was a game I'd been wanting to get on Switch that also went on sale on their eShop for Black Friday, Cyber Monday stuff. So I picked up a what's the Ubisoft one? Starlink. It's all the flight sim stuff that you can buy a physical version of, and you have to like put ships together and hang them on a controller. But if you buy the digital version, oh yeah. If you buy the digital version, you don't actually have to build the ships to do anything. You just go in the menus and change the ships accordingly. So the concept is, you build a ship. You play it in world. Your weapons aren't working right. You pause the menu. You go and you flip out your cannons. If you're playing the physical uh, edition, you literally have to buy the ships and clip on new cannons onto the controller. 
But if you do buy physically, what do you get with the game? Oh, for Nintendo, you get exclusively Star Fox. You get Fox McCloud and the R-Wing. There you go. That's what the word I was like. Willie R. Here's the other thing to bring up to you. This game is still on sale right now, I believe, on their cyber shop. If you buy the digital version for the Switch, you still get Fox and the R-Wing. You don't have to have the physical ones. But you don't get a physical R-Wing. No, you don't. But at the same time, as someone who's been burned by Disney Infinity and various other Toys to Life things, I'm not buying more of these games that require me to buy physical stuff to play the game. If I can buy it digitally like I did, I got the deluxe digital edition for cheaper than the regular edition of the game. I'm okay with that. It gave me six, seven ships, a bunch of different pilots, and I can do all the same stuff. I just don't have to construct the ships in real life. Yeah, my buddy was showing me this because it's basically, it's Star Fox Lego Builder Dimension Skylanders. Right. That's the best way to put it. And honestly, why I got this game is because I think it's the closest I'm going to get to a Star Fox game anytime soon. And I love the Star Fox games. So I'm literally flying around only as Fox McCloud right now and flying different ships, mostly the R-Wing, except my R-Wing got blown up and I need to repair it. But that's neither here nor there. I'll fix my R-Wing soon. So that's what I've been playing on the Switch when I get some time. I haven't had time a ton of time to play it, though, because Pokemon came out and I have had to yield my Switch in the interim. I, so you so you save a shit ton of money by buying digitally. Yes, Fair well, enough. potentially because the only reason I got a good price on mine is it's on sale right now. When you want to go buy more ships and stuff, they're the same price physically and digitally. It seems like, but you don't have to have the physical uh, item and carry it around. It's it's a really cool concept. I like the thought of it, which is if you haven't seen it, you basically take your controller, be it Switch, the Xbox, or whatnot, and it's got a little dock on it. You put your pilot in the pilot seat and then you drop the shell of a ship on over top of it. And the game is going to recognize through the controller. You've put in Fox McCloud, you've put in the R wing, and then you clip on different weapons. You can buy in separate packs on the wings. And it's going to go, okay. On the left side, he's got ice missiles and on the right side, he's got his volcano cannon and stuff like that. So you can change weapons on the fly. It's really cool. You on the physical edition, my understanding is you literally just unclip the weapon. The game pauses. You put on a new weapon. In the digital version, you pause, you bring up a menu, and you flip out to another gun that you've acquired. It is Amiibo 2.0. That's the best way to put it, Sailor Poland. I agree with you there. I'm having fun with it. I do not intend to buy any more ships or anything like that. I'm happy with what I got in the digital deluxe edition that I bought because I have six, seven ships, and I've got a fair variety of pilots. But really, like I said, I'm going to play as Fox McCloud as long as I can. I'm going to fly the R-Wing as much as I can because I love those things. So I've had a lot of fun with it. I would not pay full price, and I would not buy the physical edition. And the PS4 version doesn't come with an R-Wing, so I'm not going to buy it at all. Yeah, the only way you get Fox (laughs) and uh, the R-Wing and a couple exclusive Star Fox missions is to buy the Switch starter set. I mean, I wasn't going to buy this game anyway. No? Not even the digital version? No, not at all. It's actually pretty fun. I don't know. Um, You might like it. Flight games, I don't really care about. Okay, fair enough. Uh, You'll be getting Super Smash Brothers, though, so you'll have enough distraction coming up. Uh, when is the release date for that again? December 6th, I think, or 7th, something like that. It's next week. Oh, Not yeah. this week, but next week. All right. Uh, the other thing I've been getting into, and I've barely gotten to scratch the surface, is I forgot that the lightest DLC for Spider-Man came out this week. So I played like yeah. 10 minutes of the Spider-Man DLC, and I have not gotten very much further. My assumption is it's going to be very good, and I cannot wait to play it. But that's what I've been getting into. Willie, I'm going to toss things to you. What do you mean getting into? Let me continue on with that Spider-Man DLC. I think I'm going to save this DLC and the next DLC just to play them both together. Wow. Mm. Okay. I get that idea. That's what I'm going to do. It's already beat the first one. 
already got all the trophies for that first part for the first DLC. So I think I want to do these together. Make I am it- going to this one slower. I stopped at the fifty percent mark. I can't do that. I got. I got to go. <laughs> I'm like Sonic. Got to go fast. <laughs> Where's my chili cheese dog, bitch? So violent. Yeah, Sonic was a violent hedgehog. <laughs> oh wait, no, that was Shadow. That was Shadow. <laughs> he had guns and shit. But um, yeah, actually, you know what? I'm not going to go to GameStop today. I'm not going to put a pre-order down on Super Smash Brothers. Whoa. And you know why? You're going to buy it digitally? No, because I'm going to be out on the road probably when it comes out. Mm. So I'm going to buy physically, of course. For the Switch, I buy physically. PS4, fuck it. I'll do digital all day long. Especially since it doesn't really matter with the Switch digitally. Because even if I get another Switch, I can't just transfer it over to that one, can I? I think this something happens to this one. It has to be like it has to be connected to your Nintendo account, and you have to be logged into both. But I think you can. Yeah, but if something happens to this switch and I can't go to anything in it, like I think it's just gone. So well, no. If it's digital, you still own the rights. You can re-download it from the store. Okay. As long as you log in. All right. But anyway, I'm gonna buy a physical, and I'm probably gonna be on the road, so I'm just gonna stop by GameStop that day, take a little time to go buy it, and be happy. And uh. Yeah, so that's my gaming that I'm going to be doing out there. But also, Dead by Daylight still fun. Hell yeah. Um, uh, Bachman, does, does, does our uh, mutual person, do, do they listen to the show? Your friend? Uh, I don't think he ever does. Jesus, that is hard to play Overwatch with your friend, Bachman. <laughs> God damn, it's just draining. Yeah, he, he's negative. Uh, like my friend also another friend I played Overwatch with they did it too where they were just if we ever lost I don't want to see this we're leaving out of this and their party leader said they can just pull us out I'm like well, I kind of wanted to see my stats and stuff but yeah. I guess not yeah that was draining but Dead by Daylight still even if I lose I'm still having a fun time usually those, yeah. those hackers we had yesterday I think we had at least two people that were IP switching because their characters were teleporting and we were lagging like crazy. I don't know how prevalent that is. I'm not sure. But what I will say is that asshole that I sent a message to when the killer just kind of, when the game just stopped. Oh, yeah, that was messed I, up. I messaged the killer because the killer is always the host of the game. There's no dedicated servers yet. Come on, make dedicated servers for the game. You make enough money. But, yeah, uh, so I messaged him saying, say, did you lose connection? And about like 10, 15 minutes later, it says, no, I had to go. I'm like, yeah, started just- a match with us. We were what, like seven or eight minutes in. He'd got one person on a hook, was chasing somebody else, and then just plug pulled. Yep. Well, we had a lot of generators. We were like had two left, I think, or three left. We were got we got like two or three done. Were we really that far fast. in? Okay. I think so. Yeah. So, yeah, people don't be assholes like that. Don't start a fucking online match where we're dependent on you to keep playing. And because it took us, it takes us a couple, it takes us a while to find a fucking match. That's the worst part. Well, and it's worse than Overwatch because there's 12 people and one person fails and 11 people get screwed on comp ranks. That's only a problem on comp, though. But still, it's ridiculous. If you oh, don't yeah, want to play a rated ranked game on a system, don't fucking log in. Don't start a match if you're not going to finish it. Bachman, you should know this more than anyone else. People are assholes. Yes, I know. But those assholes need to stop playing games that I play. I mean, look at Chris. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> wow. My name's Chris. I just got referenced. <laughs> you just got thrown under a bus. <laughs> Willie's the driver of this bus. 
Beep, How's beep. the other side of that bus taste, Chris? Tastes like turkey. There's a bomb <laughs> on this bus. We can't go slower than 55 miles an hour. Everything that we tastes like turkey. turkey. Everything tastes like turkey right now. That's the problem. Yeah. So much I'm going to have some more turkey this afternoon. I'm Me a ham too. guy. We had ham at, at last night's Thanksgiving also. We get it. You're hammy. And I had a Friendsgiving. I mean, I called it something different, but, you know, for... Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm going to say it was Friendsgiving. Did you reference your penis in some way, shape, or form? Is that what happened? Of course no. No, 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 no. I was afraid. No, no, this has no reference to penis. Thank it was just you. me and two friends over at their place. Oh, that's nice. You love it when that happens. There's nothing wrong with Friendsgiving. I've enjoyed those many a time in the past as well. I'll elaborate more. Usually better than your family. <laughs> I forgot one other thing I got into, if you don't mind, Willie. Go for it. So I'd been looking for a VPN for a while, not necessarily for doing Netflix and weird stuff like that, but more for when I'm traveling. Well, is this going to be a paid advertisement? No, it is not. I was going, God no, damn it. I was just going to point out, I got a lifetime subscription to one. Mostly I wanted to use it so that when I'm down at Universal for our honeymoon, when there's the free Wi-Fi, I can connect my phone to it, turn on the VPN, and then do any of the stuff I need to do without worrying about my traffic getting caught in being not safe for lack of a better term. So I found a VPN over black Friday for 35 bucks for a lifetime subscription. I've been playing around with a little bit and coincidentally enough, they have servers on there that they call their Windflix servers. That gives me access to the UK's Netflix servers. If I wanted, I haven't tried it yet, but presumably <laughs> I could watch things on the Netflix servers in the UK that I can't get here. Um, so interesting. Go to the Canadian one. They got better movies. Well, I would have to look and see. But if you're looking for VPNs right now, there's some interesting deals out there. I'm not going to drop any pri- any names or anything like that. If you guys want to know, talk to me after the show because I don't want to name drop, make it seem like we're getting paid or anything like that. But I did find a service that I've been pretty happy with playing around for a little bit. Well, so. maybe if it makes it seem like we're getting paid, more people would want actually want to pay us. That's a fair point. Well, if someone wants to pay us, we will talk about your VPN service. Yes, we'll be happy to. And Steven would be very happy because this company is based out of Canada. So I'm supporting a Canadian company. I mean, if Pepsi wants to, you know, you know, pay this this Carolina boy because that's where it was born at, the taste and mm, that delicious Carolina taste. I mean, I'm all for it. You heard it here. Willie is all for it, guys. I'm a whore, goddammit. He is. And sorry, Willie, I didn't want to interrupt, but I did want to bring that up just because I had thought of it. Did you have anything else you've been getting into? I can't fucking remember now. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> Am I upset by it? Nah. My memory is terrible. Wait, what'd you say? Did you say something? Huh? Huh? What? Who said that? <laughs> Who's I'll there? What? I don't understand. What is going on here? Who said that? Where am I? I'm cold. <laughs> well, guys, looking at the time, though, it is time for us to wrap up this show. A big thank you to everyone who did join us in the chat room over on Geeks.Live today. And also, thank you to everyone who downloads the replays over at YouTube.com slash geek or the audio version from ATGN podcast.com yes we're everywhere guys don't forget tell your friends tell your friends yeah uh don't forget we stream this show live every sunday 11 a.m eastern 10 a.m central over on geeks.live yes that is an actual url it is the official streaming home of the gonna geek network and if you want to see more live gonna geek content head on over to geeks.live scroll down to the bottom of the page there is a calendar of all of the live events that you can view there i believe there's another two shows that broadcast today and then of course you can come back on the 26th that's tomorrow as we record this and catch the official gonna geek.com show at 8:45 p.m eastern time that's all i had though you guys have any final thoughts as we wrap this thing up smash brothers next week yeah i can't wait add me Happy on thanksgiving Add me on the, the, the thing. I guess I have to we'll get the, the Nintendo thing. network now. 
<laughs> yes, you do, you son of a bitch. And evidently the chat room says that you're a kinky slut, Willie. I mean... He does what he can. He does what he can. I mean, I don't hear any complaints. It's true. He doesn't. At least not to my face. Yeah. It's because Willie's gone in the morning, so he doesn't get to hear him. Because he files complaints in the circular file. That's because he's a truck driver, man. He's already moved on to the next load. You know why? Because I'm like a free bird. Oh, no. That's the that's the guitar solo. Thank you. I never would have noticed. It's okay. Uh, Willie, you've educated me greatly. Thank you, everyone, for joining us this week. And please, feel free to come back and join us next week. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening to this brand new episode of the All Things Good and Nerdy podcast. Don't forget, we'll be back next Sunday live at 11 a.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Central, over at live.atgnpodcast.com, channel 3 of the Alpha Geek radio app, and over at our network home at gunnageek.com slash live. If you have any feedback for the show, please contact us at atgnpodcast at gunnageek.com on our hotline number at 304-806-ATGN or even better, go to Twitter and send us a message at atgnpodcast. The music you've heard in this show is produced by Kevin McLeod and can be found at incompetech.com.